And we have kind of circled around this idea of redemption for the last two or three weeks, I guess, uh, not including last week. Um, but we've been talking about different words that, that kind of go along with this idea of redemption. As a matter of fact, there's uh, one passage in particular that we'll bring out later on from Romans chapter 3 that uses uh, several different words that that really play a strong part in what leads to our redemption. Um, In Romans chapter 3, beginning with verse 21, But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, through faith in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith to demonstrate His righteousness. Because in His forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time His righteousness that He might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So some of those those major words we've been looking at, propitiation, justification, uh, we see all those tied in with this word redemption also. And, of course, faith and grace that lead to our redemption. But as we look at this lesson, and as we look at, at this idea of what redemption is, and I've subtitled this one, The Theme of Redemption in the Story of Ruth, because most of our lesson will be taken from Ruth. But, but in defining what redemption is, we see that, that it is something that we need. Spiritually speaking, it is something that we need. As we look at redemption, as we go back to the Old Testament, and as we look at the story of Ruth, in the book of Ruth, we read of a woman, a woman named Naomi, who pretty well lost everything. We read that she lost her husband in chapter 1, in verse 3. Ten years later, we read that she lost her sons also. Chapter 1 and verse 5. And in so doing, she lost the the possessions of her husband. She lost the land that had belonged to him. As we read in chapter 4 and verse 3, she had lost everything. They had come to the land of Moab due to a famine, this family. Naomi, her husband, her sons, they they had come to the land of Moab as we begin reading in chapter 1 and verse 1. And being a stranger in the land, left only with her two daughters-in-law, Naomi decided to return to her people. And having lost everything, redemption was necessary. And we see that it was very important to this story. Now our lesson objectives for tonight are first of all to learn what redemption is. And we'll we'll do that by looking at the book of Ruth. 
and looking at, at how redemption is played out in that book. And secondly, we want to learn how the redemption of Ruth plays a part in our own story. And we have a, a story as well. We look, look at the Bible and we see so many different stories of so many different individuals. So many things that they went through and yet we see their faith in God. We're going to look at this lesson and see how it applies to our story. Because each of us has a story in our relationship with Christ. So let's begin. Most of the lesson is going to, to be from Ruth. So let's begin there. The story of Ruth. We begin by reading of Ruth's pledge. Uh, upon the death of her sons, Naomi encouraged both Ruth and her sister Orpah to return to their native people, the Moabites. Now, Orpah, at her mother-in-law's bidding, did return. She was reluctant to do so. Both women were reluctant to do so, but Orpah eventually did return. But Ruth, Ruth on the other hand, she, she didn't want to go back to her people. She had come to love Naomi and to appreciate her and she wanted to stay with Naomi. We pick up reading in Ruth chapter 1 and verse 14. Ruth 1 and verse 14. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law but Ruth, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, look, your, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you, or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. These are beautiful words. As a matter of fact, they're often used in, in wedding ceremonies. However, uh, the, the, the context of the verses is not a wedding. It's not even between spouses. But these are words that are offered from Ruth to her mother-in-law, Naomi. In verse 18, when she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. Now, the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem. So we see that Ruth, she, she stayed with Naomi. As Naomi returned to her people, Ruth went with her to basically a, a people that she didn't know. And Naomi knew these people, but Ruth did not. And, and it took great faith for her to pack up and, and leave 
and followed Naomi wherever she went. But she did. As we look at, at the Old Testament especially, we see that provision was made in the law for the poor and the strangers in the land. If you like, put your finger in Ruth and, and turn with me to Leviticus for a moment. Leviticus chapter 19. Let's read verses 9 and 10. Leviticus 19 and beginning with verse 9. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field, nor shall you gather the gleanings of your harvest, and you shall not glean your vineyard, nor shall you gather every grape of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and the stranger. I am the Lord your God. So we see that, that provision is made within the law for those who are poor. Those who are strangers in the land, don't reap the corners of your field. Uh, let them come in and, and glean from what is left. Now, as we look at Ruth, we see that she was a stranger in the land. Uh, this was a, a foreign people to her. And, and seeing that Naomi had, had sold the land belonging to her husband. Uh, we see that later on in the book of Ruth. But we see that she did, and she really didn't have that much. And we could consider these two poor in that respect as well. They were also both widows. And we see that oftentimes in Scripture that mention is made of widows and supplying the needs of widows. So seeing their need. Naomi encouraged Ruth to glean in the fields of Boaz. And in so doing, Ruth gets the attention of not only the servants, but also of Boaz himself. We pick up in Ruth chapter 2, beginning with verse 4. Ruth 2, verse 4. Now, behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem, and said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless you. And Boaz said to his servant, who is in charge of the reapers, whose young woman is this? So the servant who is in charge of the reapers answered and said, It is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. And she said, Please, let me glean and, and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and has continued from morning until now, though she rested a little in the house. In verse 8, then Boaz said to Ruth, You will listen, my daughter, will you not? Do not go to glean in another field, nor go from here, but stay close. To my young women. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap. And go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty go to the vessels. And drink from what the young men have drawn. So she fell on her face. Bowed down to the ground. And said to him. Why have I found favor in your eyes? That, 
that you should take notice of me since I, I am a foreigner. Verse 11, And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. The Lord repay your work and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come for refuge. We read this story and, and we see it as a beautiful story of, of love and devotion, loyalty. And Boaz, when he saw Ruth and when he, he heard the story that followed her, he thought the same thing, didn't he? It is after this that Ruth learns that he is a close relative and one who can redeem them. And we see that later on uh, as we get into the book. Naomi prepares Ruth for what she must do for them in order for them to be redeemed. Remember that they, they had nothing really. Uh, they, Naomi had sold the land that had belonged to her husband. And so, as we, we keep that in mind, as we go further into the story, redemption is something that is very important. In Ruth chapter 3, and beginning with verse 1, Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, shall I not seek security for you, that it may be well with you? In doing this, Naomi wasn't uh, just thinking about herself. She was thinking about Ruth. She was thinking about who she was. She was thinking about uh, what she was going to do. So she's looking after her and in verse 2, Now Boaz, whose young women you were with, is he not our relative? In fact, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Therefore, wash yourself and anoint yourself. Put on your best garment and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. Then it shall be, when he lies down, that you shall notice the place where he lies. And you shall go in, uncover his feet and lie down. And he will tell you what you should do. And she said to her, All that you say to me, I will do. And this was all in accordance with Jewish law and custom. Boaz being a, a close relative. The Hebrew word for what is termed as close relative is goel. G-O-E-L. I may not pronounce those right, but that's the, the spelling of it. And, and being a close relative, he possessed responsibility toward Naomi and Ruth. A kinsman redeemer was responsible by law for different things. Uh, one of which is, is buying a fellow Israelite out of slavery, as we read in Leviticus 25 and 48. Being the avenger of blood in cases of murder of a family member, as we read in Numbers 35 and verse 19. But another responsibility that this close relative would have 
is carrying on the family name by marrying a childless widow. Deuteronomy chapter 25 verses 5 through 10. Deuteronomy 25 verse 5. If brothers dwell together and one of them dies and has no son, the widow of the dead man shall not be married to a stranger outside the family. Her husband's brother shall go in to her, take her as his wife, and perform the duty of a husband's brother to her. And it shall be that the firstborn son which she bears will succeed to the name of his dead brother, that his name may not be blotted out of Israel. But if the man does not want to take his brother's wife, then let his brother's wife go up to the gate to the elders and say, My husband's brother refuses to raise up a name to his brother in Israel. He will not perform the duty of my husband's brother. Then the elders of his city shall call him and speak to him. But if he stands firm and says, I do not want to take her, then his brother's wife shall come to him in the presence of the elders, remove his sandal from his foot, spit in his face and answer and say, So shall it be done to the man who will, build, who will not build up his brother's house. And his name shall be called in Israel the house of him who had his sandal removed. And this plays a, an important part in the story of Ruth, as you well know. But only a kinsman redeemer, only a close relative could perform such duties for a family. But as we look at this story, we see that Boaz is not the closest relative. There was another. Ruth chapter 4, verse 1. Now Boaz went up to the gate and sat down there, and behold, the close relative of whom Boaz had spoken, came by. So Boaz said, Come aside, friend. Sit down here. So he came aside and sat down. And he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, Sit down here. So they sat down. Then he said to the close relative, Naomi, who has come back from the country of Moab, sold the piece of land which belonged to our brother Elimelech. And I thought to inform you, saying, Buy it back in the presence of the inhabitants and the elders of my people, if you will redeem it. Redeem it. But if you will not redeem it, then tell me that I may know, for there is no one but you to redeem it, and I am next after you. And he said, I will redeem it. Verse 5, Then Boaz said, On the day you buy the field from the hand of Naomi, you must also buy it from Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of the dead, to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance. And the close relative said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I ruin my own inheritance. You redeem my right of redemption for yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Now this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging. To confirm anything, one man took off his sandal and gave it to the other. And this was 
a confirmation in Israel. Therefore the close relative said to Boaz, Buy it for yourself. So he took off his sandal. And Boaz said to the elders and all the people, You are witnesses this day that I have bought all that was Elimelech's, and all that was Chilion's, and, all, and Milan's, from the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth, the Moabitess, the widow of Malon, I have acquired as my wife to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brethren and from his position at the gate. You are witnesses this day. Verse 11, And all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. The Lord make the woman who is coming to your house like Rachel and Leah, the two who built the house of Israel, and may you prosper in Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem. May your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah, because of the offspring which the Lord will give you from this young woman. Now what was the reasoning for this other relative not wanting to take on Ruth? Was it the fact that she was a, a Moabitess? Uh, was there something else uh, that he was seeing that, that this wouldn't be a good idea? Whatever it was, he, he chose not to, to do this. He chose not to redeem her. So Boaz did. As part of their custom, Boaz agreed to this redemption. And we see that Ruth was blessed. She was blessed with a son by Boaz. We pick up reading in verse 13. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. And when he went into her, the Lord gave her conception. And she bore a son. Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without a close relative. May his name be famous in Israel. May he be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age for your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is better to you than seven sons, has borne him. Despite all that she had lost, Naomi was remembered and blessed by God. But how does this apply to us today? Does it apply to us today? Is there more to it than just a beautiful story of love and devotion and loyalty? You see, we find our redemption through Ruth. Let's look at the, the latter part of chapter 4, verses 18 through 22. Now this is the genealogy of Perez. Perez begot Hezron. Hezron begot Ram. And Ram begot Amenadab. Amenadab begot Nashon. And Nashon begot Salmon. Salmon begot Boaz. And Boaz begot Obed. Obed begot Jesse. And Jesse begot David. We see that Boaz, Ruth, and Obed are mentioned further in the New Testament. In the genealogy of Jesus. Some of the names being the same. Some of them are a little different. But picking up with Matthew chapter 1, verse 2. Matthew 1, 
in verse 2. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. And Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Judah begot Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez begot Hezron. And Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Amenadab. Amenadab begot Nashon. And Nashon begot Salmon. Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. That's a detail that's not found in Ruth. Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. Obed begot Jesse. And Jesse begot David the king. We'll skip on down to verse 15 of Matthew 1. Eliad begot Eleazar. Eleazar begot Methan. Methan begot Jacob. And Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. Joseph was not the biological father of Jesus. And so he is referred to here, interestingly enough, as the husband of Mary. And it was of Mary that Jesus was born. But you see that it is through the bloodline, through Boaz, Ruth, and Obed, that Jesus was born into the world, providing for our own spiritual redemption. But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned, fall short of the glory of God. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Whom God set forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith. To demonstrate his righteousness. Because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. To demonstrate at the present time his righteousness. That he might be just. And the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Romans 3. 21 through 26. In Colossians 1 and verse 13 we read... He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. How interesting is it to find in the genealogy of Jesus. A woman for one thing because there aren't that many women that are mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus. I think it was only three. Tamar, Rahab, and Ruth. And not only that but, but even the, the fact that she wasn't even an Israelite. She was from another nation. She was a, a Moabitess. And yet we still find her in this story. 
And if not for the story of redemption in Ruth, would we have the story of redemption in Christ? God would have worked it out some way through someone else, if not through Ruth. But he chose to work this story through the lives of Ruth, Boaz, and their son, Obed. And through them was born into the world our Redeemer, Jesus. Through the shed blood of Christ, we are redeemed unto God, bought back from Satan and sin by the only one who could pay the price for such redemption. It is only through the blood of Christ that, that we may have the forgiveness of sins. This forgiveness we understand being obtained through our obedience to the gospel. Acts chapter 2, Peter was asked that question, What shall we do? And his answer, repent. Repent. Let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Obedience to the plan of salvation is necessary in order for us to be redeemed unto God. But Jesus has purchased our redemption through His blood. Through the shedding of His blood we are brought near unto God. Have you obeyed the gospel? Are you a child of God? If that's something that, that you see is necessary in your life, we would be glad to help you with that. If you need to come and, and be baptized for the remission of your sins, if that is your need, then certainly we give you that opportunity. Maybe it is that, that you need to return. Maybe you have wandered away. Maybe you... You've not lived the, the life that you need to live. And you know that you're not right in the sight of God. What better time to make yourself right in the sight of God than the present? Maybe you need to come in repentance, asking for forgiveness or asking for prayer. And we'll be glad to take care of that need for you as well. But if we can assist you in any way, we give you the opportunity to respond to the Lord's invitation. As together we stand and as we sing. Seven sixty one. Seven six one. Sweet are the promises, kind is the word, dearer far than any message man ever heard.